0: Hami Media Group continues to grow to new heights because of our loyal fan base and incredible sponsors. You followed us on our affiliate Hami Media Group channels for all of our awesome shows including South Park Reviews, NFO Star Wars and the Academy Star Trek Reviews, The Horror Junkyard and all of our affiliate programming. We will continue to bring you the best in wrestling, conspiracy and alternative media. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, subscriptions Sending bits and promotion of the Hamin Media Group platform. Add both Hacker Hamin and Hamin Media Group on your iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and YouTube feeds. Thank you to the following sponsors Zordos Olive Oil. Zordos Olive Oil is the finest artisan Greek olive oil on the market today. It's also the perfect holiday gift. You can make your family's favorite holiday recipe and they'll say it's the best thing they've eaten all year. It's imported. It's ultra premium Greek olive oil and it's available now at ZordosOliveOil.com. Again, that's ZordosOliveOil.com. Zordos Olive Oil, taste the difference for yourself. The coffee broasters at thebroasters.com. A new five-pound bag of Vince Russo bro coffee is here. Stock up before the next lockdown, bro. Thebroasters.com is the only place to get the limited edition Vince Russo bro coffee. Get up and have a cup of bro, bro, exclusively from thebroasters.com and russobrand.com. Use the official promo code BRO five LB when you place your order, and you'll save some money, bro. At Hameen Media Group, we're all about self-improvement. Improve your mind and body with Stevie Richards Fitness. Head over to StevieRichardsFitness.com and take control of your fitness with Stevie's resistance band programs. These programs have been set up for every level of fitness. You can also try the brand new Stevie Richards Yoga Program to make sure your flexibility and balance improve so you can feel your best. Visit stevierichardsfitness.com today and build a better you. ProWrestlingTees.com, the best way to support your favorite independent wrestlers, podcasts, and hosts from the Hami Media Group and Russo brand is to get their official merchandise exclusively at ProWrestlingTees.com. Support all of the great Hami Media Group talent by visiting their Pro Wrestling Tee stores such as the Greek God Papadon, BWO Stevie Richards, Big Sal under SEG Shirts, Chris Silvio, the superstar himself, and of course, Ben Hameen Yala. Hey Infidel. You want to become an official HMG operative? Well, now's your chance. Just follow us on Twitter at Hamin Media Group. Shoot us a request and we'll send you the invite link so you can join the brand new private Discord server under Hamin Media Group. You can also join us on Facebook in the Hami Media Discussion Group and interact with the entire HMG army. Play along in the Pick'em Challenges, hang out in the Watch Along threads and interact with the HMG hosts. You can also check out all of HMG's conspiracy horseman propaganda on our Instagram by following us at Hami Media Group. Like, follow, and share, or be destroyed. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors, subscribers, followers, guests, producers and hosts of Hamin Media Group. 2.2 million downloads for Hamin Media Group is all because of your efforts and support. Now let's get to the main event.
1: This is the way. This is the way. This
2: is the way. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children that survived order 66 and especially all you Mandalorians, to another edition of Mandomania. Ooh yeah. And whatcha gonna do? It's running wild all over your face, neck, and chest. What a great episode! Fuck the intro, Doc, our boy of the show, Hakim Zayn, Rohit Raju, your ex-Division champion. Guys, Ooh. what an episode. Whoa, oh,
1: man. Ho, ho, ho. straight out the box, they came swinging.
3: Man, fire. It was, yeah, it was like right from jump. You're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it, was, it, it sucked you in right away. It was fantastic. Well,
1: ladies and I gentlemen. I got to watch it for the second time. Sorry, Papa, with my son.
2: Wait, are we doing intros right now? No. Why not? These people know who we are. Okay, fine. Fine. I got a good one, too. Come on. Okay, good. Fine. You done drinking? Okay, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I am one-third of your hosts. But first, before I introduce myself, let's introduce the fourth ghost in the room. You know him as the Butcher. We know him as the Kathleen Kennedy of the podcast. Introduce yourself, big guy and I am the dark lord of the podcast, the Sithari, the rampage and Riven kiss the butcher, most importantly our Spirit I'm one third of your hosts. I am a professional wrestler. I am a Star Wars mark. especially after this episode. I am a champion from a galaxy far, far away, currently heavyweight champion in three different promotions. At the same time, your boy G.G.P., a.k.a. Greek God Papadon. And alongside with me is a witty, pretty, kung fu grip-having medical droid who not only steals your girl, but gets off on stealing your thunder. Who are you, sir?
1: I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god of Steel and Thunder. And the man who, like Boba Fett, gets those panties wet, Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. All oh, that buildup for
2: that fucking line. <laughs> really? I was thinking about that one old data. <laughs> you, you were thinking about wet panties all day. Good on. Good on you, Doc. Nothing's changed. It's the same. I only think of wet panties every day that ends in Y. Good job, Doc. Anyhow, joining us tonight, the honorary fourth member of the NFO, my man, you know him as your ex division champion, but do the fans some justice and let them know who you are. So happy to see Ahsoka, won't
3: hesitate to force Chokia, the Mike Sabre, the AKA Lord Vader, always down for the Faloni Favreau camp, it is your boy Rohit Raju, the X-Division champ. So happy to be back, especially to talk about this episode, Stoked. See, Doc, that's how you do it. <laughs> I got, it. I
1: got it. Right. That's how you do it. Come out the he box like, swinging. He had like four weeks, had four weeks to think about that one.
2: <laughs> I gotta do this shit twice spot. a week, okay? <laughs> he said, "You." He says, "Welcome to Leg Slap City, kid." Anyhow, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't realized what you're listening to right now, no, this is not the Gong Show. What it is is the New Force Order. We are a Star Wars podcast, and this is our analysis show of the Disney Plus phenomenon known as The Mandalorian. Tonight, we'll be touching base on Chapter 13, The Jedi. Now, let's go around the horn. If you guys haven't figured it out by now, we all marked out for this episode, uh, which means we all went gish, 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 gish all over it. But in one word, starting with Rohit, explain this episode. One word. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Doc,
1: mind hyphen blowing. <laughs> One word.
2: <laughs> you can hyphenate anything, baby. You no, you no, you no you I'm popping because of the inside baseball that I know. <laughs> I will tell him <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just got it. I didn't
2: even make it do that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, right. You didn't just get it. It's already been got. <laughs> we'll tell you after after the show, bro. All right. Let's see. One word. Outstanding. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode was a fanboy's wet dream come to life. Not because it was a female Jedi. eye. Not because it was a sexy Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Sokotano, It was like a live-action version of Rebels, uh, <laughs> Clone Wars, and a comic book. All in one, just come to life. It was, like Rose said, phenomenal. But it is yet another. I feel like Tony Schiavone every week. This is the greatest episode of Nitro ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But this is by far the greatest episode of uh, The Mandalorian. And just this cemented even more. I can't stress it enough. In Filoni and Favreau, I trust. I know
3: you gentlemen feel the same. Definitely. Absolutely. Man, to me, this episode is what is best of both worlds. You can play to the normies but then you have all the lore, all the deep cuts and you do it just right to where we pick it up and it sucks everybody in. So it's like it's like uh pro wrestling in 1998, you know, 90 97 to year 2000 where it just you get all the old school fans, but then you get all these new fans and it's everything rolled into one and that's what they're doing on the Mandalorian and it, it's working. It's working. It's working. That's exactly what's happening right now on The Mandalorian. Ooh, it's great shit. Doc?
1: It's, it's hard to get a better episode than the one we got today. Um, so much to unpack. I texted both of you guys the, the same exact thing. I was like, there's so much to unpack right now. Yes. And, and like Ro just said, like, you know, you got your, your diehards like us, and you got your people who watch it because it's entertaining. Like My wife watches it because it's entertaining. And she sat down today, and when Rosario popped up, she's like, uh, who's that chick? And I just turned, (laughs) and in my best Greta, I said, how dare you?
3: How dare you?
1: I said, that's Ahsoka Tano, Padawan to Jedi Knight, Anakin Skywalker, who not only took on Darth Maul, but also Darth Vader, okay? Just about the baddest bitch in the galaxy. She was like, is that Rosario Dawson? I said, yes, it's Rosario Dawson.
2: Then you told her, babe, do yourself a favor. Go in the kitchen and go make me a sandwich and shut up. <laughs> my dishwasher. And then. And the- <laughs> hey, dishwasher. <laughs> you missed it. Last episode, Ro, I don't know if you heard it yet. Doc, Doc goes, uh, you know, uh, my, my dishwasher is leaking. I got to get a new dishwasher. I said, oh, you're getting remarried. What happened to Sharon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he popped. God. He popped because he was going to hit me with the, with the line, but I still list on on it. So it was hilarious. That's so great. That's great. Uh, all right. So let's go. The, let's, it opens up um, with this villagey looking town, something out of Mulan slash Aladdin type of scenario. And then yeah, very Asian, very Asian influenced. Yeah, it is very Asian Asian influenced. It looks like Ferro, Filoni and Favreau, uh have a little yellow fever because uh This was very Asian-influenced. Their X-Wing pilot on the season is Asian. So maybe there's a little fetish thing going on. I don't know. Not even Boba fetish, but maybe a little fetish. But who knows? I digress. Or maybe they're just being nice and they're being inclusive and letting everybody play in the sandbox. And if that's the case, I know three guys who's doing a podcast right now that would love to be playing in the sandbox. Alongside yeah. these people,
1: I, I could be in uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs>
2: holy shit. Hey, oh God when I go to YouTube with this one. yeah right, so listen, so let's see. it started out. I personally thought when the gong was going off, the alarm or whatever, that all these people were were running in and Tana was gonna make a save or something was going to happen. But they were running away from her. That was like, she was the, the factor that was causing all this to happen, which was surprising. But when I first saw the, the crossfire and the mist, I thought it was the stormtroopers. And then when you look and she's coming in and out of the mist like Batman from the shadows, fucking everybody up, dude. That first ignition of the lightsaber this morning when I sat down to watch it with my coffee, I went, oh, shit. That's the first yeah. two words that came out of my mouth. Same and thing. I yeah. pop huge, huge, holy cow, huge. And then um, what a great old f- opening scene, the first four or five minutes. She's just wrecked shop. You know what I'm three saying? Left-
1: up from top to bottom, double-bladed lightsaber, fucking everybody up without question. And for Disney, this was particularly dark. She was not playing. She was no. splitting dudes in three at some point. I mean... Yep. From the beginning, it was and they played it you know, well with the camera. They kind of like pulled back a little bit and didn't show you some of the massacre that was happening. And they hid one of those behind the bell like, later on. But they really pl- they made her vicious and precise. But they didn't give us that you know, over gratuitous violence that would have kind of put this in a different realm. But I like the way they filmed it because of that.
2: Well, this episode was filmed by none other than Dave Filoni, who invented Ahsoka Tana. And also, if anybody needs to use the character, has to ask him for permission. So, if anyone's going to hide her weaknesses and showcase her talents and her strengths, it's going to be the heir apparent, in my opinion. What do you think? Hands down. Uh, Hands down.
3: Uh, Same thing. Like, as soon as it, the lightsabers appeared on screen. I said, "Holy shit!" I said, "We're doing this right off the bat." And then, uh, the, one of the cool things—the um, the lady is actually Daniel Santos's daughter, who is uh, one of Bruce Lee's top students. So I thought that was really cool. The um, oh wow, yeah, the I don't know what the she's a countess, the so, yeah, the magistrate, yeah. Uh, the magistrate. She was yeah. she was uh, Daniel Santos's daughter, so she's she's badass as it is. I think she's an actual stunt woman in Hollywood. But I thought that was really cool. At first, I thought it was Michelle Yeoh. And I was like, "Nah, it's way too young. And then um, I was like, who is that? I know who that is. And then at the end of the credits, I was like, holy shit. It was Danina Santos's daughter. So I popped huge for that. But what I also popped for is when she told Ahsoka to come forward. And she did. They played the same theme. uh, Remember when she fought Vader in season two of Rebels? That same theme actually popped up several times in the episode. And I was really curious to see what Rosario Dawson would look like. And she looked. It was like, it was just perfect. It was perfect. Oh, man. absolutely. It, even the way she talked, she came across like an older Ahsoka. And just like, you could tell she's seen some shit the way she portrayed that character. And then just all the little nods they did. Like when she mentioned Yoda and Yoda's theme started playing. and You know, when she kind of mentioned Anakin, like I was just like, holy shit, they're they're going there. They're taking it there. I just thought it was amazing. Yep, D- it's, it's funny when you Lord. said
1: about the about about the, about, <laughs> about the magistrate because when I first looked looked at her, I was like, "Is that Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live?"
2: For a split second, I thought it was her. <laughs> Actually, the, ca- the character's name, uh, the magistrate's name, the character, her name was Morgan Elspath. I so, think that's
3: new. I don't. I, I couldn't find anything on her, so I think that's new. But it was probably. also cool to see Michael Bean. Uh, he was right next to her as the mercenary, yeah, you know, from of course Terminator Aliens fame and Tombstone. But the armor he was wearing looked very almost Clone Wars esque, but also looked like the skiff guard uh armor from Jabba's Jabba's Deus, which I thought was pretty cool. It almost looked like a mix. And then the thing behind them, I think that was some old Macquarie art, like that yep. big thing the gong was attached to. I was like, yep. man, I've seen that someplace before. And I think it was Macquarie stuff. It, was, it was. You are spot on, my friend.
2: Uh, they use this something similar, if not the same design for the outpost in episode seven. On, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's right. On uh, Jakku. That's so, right. Yep. Yeah, but, yo, for one second, uh, Michael Bean, when he was standing on the on the on the tower or the, the up the high ground. With the uh, with the magistrate in the beginning, the way he was looking down and the way the, the lighting was, and his cheekbones were all high, kind of reminded me like of Tarkin. I said, I wonder if that's a, a Tarkin's uh, offspring, but they never mentioned any name in the show, so oh, whatever. Yeah. But Michael Bean did get old, dude. He looked like an old man in this episode. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. He definitely did. He looked like a Robert De Niro in the in the in, the, in uh in the Irishman, old. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like <laughs> the way he moved and everything.
3: Which is weathered, anyhow. weathered as fuck.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh then we cut to the child uh in the ship with the uh with uh Dinjarin and he uses the force to get his little knob, you know, off the off the to, to oh, spin wait. it around what? that little I must have watched it. I must have watched a different show.
3: <laughs> I knew that was I knew right when he said knob. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I did it intentionally, just a pop up.
2: <laughs> you've been on you've been on the show enough, bro. <laughs> yeah. But we noticed that the child... He's he he's like in his terrible two stages. He's very defiant. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't listen to the to to uh the Mandalorian. He, even when they were getting off the ship and he's holding a little ball, he's like, What the fuck did I tell you, you little shit? I told you leave that yeah. on the goddamn <laughs> riser crest. What are you doing? You know? So I pop for that as a parent, you know. Um and then we see these beasts. Um, they look like dinosaurs. I thought the
3: they background. were dewbacks at first, but I was like, ah, they're too tall to be a dewback.
2: It was cool. It was something different, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Yeah, they were eating the top of the trees. Actually, you know what? That whole scene with the burnt trees and everything kind of looked like Mustafar from Episode Nine. you know what it I mean?
3: It did, yes. When Kylo was fighting on there, I had to do a quick, I had to do a double take. I was like, ah, nah, nah, because I know he was on Mustafar. But it did. It looked exactly like that. I wonder if it was like a recycled set.
2: Probably. I mean, hey, times are tough, guys. COVID's here. I
3: don't yeah. know.
2: <laughs> but uh as he's walking through the town and they let him in no one's talking to mandalorian no one's no one's breaking cape babe now even the old guy who ends up getting uh wear the cape later on is like we can't talk to you man get the hell out of here and then they take him to go meet the magistrate and he sees that there's some like three people uh hung up three prisoners they're like hung up, not crucified, but they're standing on like a pole or a stake and they're like being held up with some kind of electrical Getting shock.
1: Electrocuted.
2: Me. Oh, It was torturous to see. Yeah, I I said, help
1: me. I was yeah. like, oh, shit.
2: Maybe you shouldn't say anything, buddy. But the one thing that stood out to me, though, is the difference between the town where everyone lived and when he went through the gates into the magistrate's portion, how yeah. nicely kept and how high class, the big Difference, the contrast between the two areas to me, I saw it. I went, ah, oh, kind of reminds me of the world today, where one percent mm. of the freaking population has like 99% of the wealth. Not to get too deep into the scenario, but I just thought it was good vision. Uh, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I dug that a lot. Uh, I re- this season, the relationship between Mando, especially this episode, uh, Jarn and and uh, the baby who has a name now has really, is really starting to uh come around. You know what I mean? They're, they're almost, it's like, you don't think you'd see him. You don't see, you don't think you'd see one without the other. That's how close they are. Like that is his kid, you know, the way he, he's, he's always around him. And he's trying to discipline him and shit. Like you said, he's in his terrible twos. He's a little shit right now and it's hilarious. And Mando, he's just like, oh, what'd I tell you? You know, stuff like that. And then the visuals, I thought that was really cool. You got like the shantytown town. Then as soon as you walk in, she's feeding, like, koi fish in that pond, and it's all nice. And she had the HK droid there, which was pretty sweet, uh, even though they were kind of jobbers in this episode. But it was still cool to see an HK droid. But, uh, I, man, it, it was just, like, little things like that. I love I loved that little thing. You know what I mean? Because if you – like, I didn't catch it the first time around, but the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, shit, this is totally different. Like, it's all – you can see, like, she's in control, and she's living – the lavish life while everybody else is like scared to death out there.
1: Doc. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, how your wife lives again, the lavish she, life
2: and you sit there eating she does, the crumbs. Uh, it's
1: terrible. <laughs> they, they they walk in and, and it's and it's again very Asian influenced like with so the koi fish with the, with the look of everything but also for me visually that whole planet was really dark. Like there was a lot of brown overtones, a lot of hues. the The sky was not like shiny at all at any point. Um, and I like the way they did that, especially during the beginning part where the, all that fog and all that stuff kind of hit Ahsoka. You know, like like you said with, with the Batman thing. So I, it was
3: a good stark contrast between the two. It reminded me, like as you say, the Asian overtones. I don't know if you guys played Ghost of Tsushima yet. But it's, it reminded me of that, like uh, this Ronin samurai out, you know what I mean? Almost playing, almost in a ninja role. Like when she uh, she blocked the, the laser blast in the beginning and then she turned off her lightsabers to hide in the smoke. I yes. thought that was so fucking sweet. And then even later on in the episode when she shows up, it is almost very like samurai-esque the way uh, the standoff was at the end and stuff like that, which we'll obviously get to. But yeah, it did have that very samurai feel it almost like even their town almost felt like a pagoda you know what i mean and, and it felt like uh like some type of like small town in feudal japan or something like that or in a kung fu movie and it did have that feel to it and maybe that's why i liked it you know obviously ahsoka's in it so that's a 10 for me but then i'm a huge kung fu fool you know nut so i see that stuff and i'm like oh shit that pops me too so it just goes hand in hand for me as far as being a great episode well,
2: we, everyone always says how The Mandalorian is a Western slash samurai series. Yeah. And we saw in the first episode with, um, what's his name? The Sheriff. Uh, with Vanth. both Cobb Vanth, how yeah. that was more of a Western. This was m- more of a samurai, like you said, kung fu, kung fu flick. But did flu <laughs> Kung flu. Yes, yeah. there was definitely overturn overtones of both aspects in this episode for sure. Like, this, even the standoff between uh Michael Bean later on in the episode and yeah. uh Mandalorian, all that stuff. I'm look, man, all I can say is like the last three episodes. I mean, the first episode was f- amazing. Episode two is a little bit, you know, filler, if you will. Pays off later on. Good episode. Totally different left field, like the horror episode where we're talking about the spiders and all that. But three, four, and five has been phenomenal. Like, every week we say it's the best episode, and every week the next one tops it. And we have three episodes left, so I'm wondering how the hell they're going to top this. But you know they're going to. Yeah. They, and, and, and I'm having a—we'll uh, get to it, but— at the end of the episode, I have a very good feeling that what we've been talking about for a while may go down. Um the, what's her name? The magistrate offers her office offers Dinjarin a Beskar spear to go kill Tano. And for a second, I thought it was the spear that she was holding at the end of Rebels, but then I realized it wasn't. So he ends up going into the forest, bumps into her. They have this. Dope, dope short battle, where she comes down with those sabers and he blocks her, boom, like yeah. he has Captain America's shield. Yeah, dude, with the best yeah. guard. And then real quick he goes, oh, 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 what's your name? Bukitan, 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 sent me. Wait, baby, <laughs> hey,
1: but before that happens, he he pulls out the, the he blocks it, pulls out the flamethrower, lights yeah. the cape on fire. And oh she, yeah, does yeah, the, he she like, does switches his hands. Yes switches hands and then lassos her up and then she flips over the top and traps him in the thing. That was like, like you said, like 60 seconds of nonstop intense action that both of them had. Spot, 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 spot. She gives him that smile.
3: I love it. She gives him that smile, does the flip, and then ignites both sabers while they're behind her back. And he's like, Ahsoka's (laughs) out! He's like, shit! (laughs) (laughs) My bad! (laughs) (laughs) Like, hold up! We got no beef!
2: Um, It was hot, dude. Dude, when he, when he wrapped her up with the with the rope i went oh return of the jedi right there i was like yep. yeah yeah i popped for that um but i like some of the verbiage like i paid i paid cl- special attention to the verbiage in this episode uh when he t- when he drops when he name drops uh 10 and she looks oh i hope it's about him and she and she looks over to the the child i went oh shit she just confirmed the sex cuz no one knew if it was a boy or a girl this is the first episode they ever referred to the baby as him. And then they, they they say that afterwards a couple more times, he, him, whatever. But I just popped for a second. I went, oh, so it is a boy. It's not a girl. It's a boy. And then, lo and behold, another the episode, they dropped the name. They named this little fucker.
3: Yeah. What'd you guys think of the name? It'll, get, it'll take some getting used to for me. But, uh, I mean, I'll say it enough. Because I'm so used to calling him, like, Baby Yoda or The Child. Uh, but I'll get used to it. Did you guys catch and I don't know if it was just an owl or if it was a morai. when they're walking in the forest, Mando and the baby for the first time in the left hand real quick. There's an owl on a tree. So I didn't know if it was a morai or if it's just an owl. And I'm like, shit, If you put an owl in there. Yeah. And then I swear in episode, the one episode in season one, the doctor, I thought he, he said I saved him. When he was talking about the baby, when he had him, remember and it's, as, episode three, I thought the doctor said I saved him or something like that. Cause he was possible. trying to, yeah, I, I, think I think he was trying to beg right for now. his life. I thought he did. I could be wrong on that though, but I swear he said I saved him, but go back and look at that. I, there's an owl and I, I can't tell if it was a green owl. Cause that's like, what's well, supposed to be the reincarnation of the daughter and that more yeah. is constantly around her. There was an owl there. So whether that's just a, a nod, nice. or if it actually was the Morai, there's something there. So I thought that I'll was really cool. Check it out. Yeah,
1: I'll
2: definitely check it out. I told, I can't believe I told you missed. I've seen this episode like three times already. Uh, Doc, what'd you think about the name Grogu? I listen, it's it's a very no, no, similar ragu. name
1: to like oh ragu. <laughs> my bad. That's uh, I can't believe it's not pasta. Um, it's a similar name to Yoda, I guess. You know, if you look at you know, phonetically, whatever you want to call it, but. Uh, like Rose said, it's going to take a little time to kind of be like, "Oh, that's Grogu, not Baby Yoda or the child," um, right. which I think is fine. I mean, at some point, we—I guess we all thought we had a name it, but you know, so I, we all knew it was coming. I have no problem with it. Um, let's uh, let's move on.
2: Okay, thank you, sir for, for from your Baby Yoda's name. On. I'm just saying in general. Uh, I'm uh, just saying, <laughs> like the fan, the fandom in general. You know, they're going to be pissed off, and they're going to be like, "Oh, no. I want to call him whatever." Listen, I love the name. I like the fact that it did not start with a Y. I thought that was clever. Yeah, You know, because we have Yaddle, you have Yoda. We don't need this fucking guy to be fucking Yodel Ihu. So, Uh, you you know, Yanni, Yanni. Oh, Yanni, the singer. Yeah. So I I was cool with Grogu. I like the fact that he communicated with uh, Ahsoka. Uh, She felt him through the force. They felt each other, you know, uh, whether it's telepathy or whatever. Um, But here's the kicker now. She ends up going into his backstory, which is within itself uh, a mystery within the mystery, right? They said he was raised in the Jedi Temple in Coruscant, trained by many masters. And at the end of the Clone Wars, was hidden and taken away by someone from the temple. And then after that, his memory goes dark. He seems lost, alone. How crazy is that? Because now... Talk about, hey, let's forget about the prequels and the sequel trilogies and not mention them and everyone fucking shits on the sequel trilogy, but Filoni and Favreau keep going back to the goddamn Clone Wars and everyone's coming in their pants, baby. Yeah. So here's the million-dollar question. Who hit him and who took him away from the temple?
3: I think, I know a lot of people want to say Mace, and as cool as I think it would to be Mace, I hope he stays dead only because his death is more meaningful the way he died. And then all the events that happened afterwards. I think it could have been one of the clones, a good clone. Maybe somebody from, uh, maybe that will tie into... Um, Commander X? Uh, maybe, or Bad Batch. No, 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 wait.
2: Oh, Bad Batch, maybe, yeah. It,
3: it could be maybe they were on Coruscant when all the shit went down. And uh, they rescued him or something of that nature. Or it could just be some Jedi that we don't even know of. Something I thought was really cool when going back to that scene was when she mentions Yoda and she has this smile on her yes. face. Like,
0: yeah, like she's
3: remembering, you know what I mean? She's, she has that warm memory of Yoda and she sees that day. in him. Man, you could tell. Like I was like, oh, I got goosebumps just thinking about that shit. But like it was so small, but I noticed it. I was like, "Yeah, she's she's smiling because she remembers Master Yoda." And she's that's you know that's just like the splitting image of him, kind of. But man, when she told that story, it was so funny. I was talking with my boys. I was like, "I remember I said a few days ago because we were going down the rabbit hole." And I said, "How the hell is this baby fifty years old? He would have been around in the Clone Wars. How did the temple, the Jedi's not the Jedi uh, temple, not know about him?" And then we were going back and forth and I was like, yeah, maybe I'm just putting too much into it. And then when she dropped that, I was like, Oh shit, you <laughs> gotta be kidding me. So it's so fun to be able to theorize, you know what I mean? And you're like, Oh shit, I'm kind of close to, you know what I mean? Cause like with the sequels, it was that whole, all oh, your Snoke matter su- or your Snoke theory sucks and stuff. You got kind of got shitted on for trying to theorize. And I remember I was like, I'm not doing any more theories, but now in Mando we can because there's all this stuff that's like popping up and it's like, oh, maybe it's this. It might actually be that. So, I don't know, man. <clears throat> Mace is the main candidate. I know people are saying because they want to see Sam Jackson come back. However, I'm hoping it is either a someone we don't know, or I'm hoping it's B, uh, one of the clones, a good clone that how about, took him how away Obi Wan. I thought that too. I thought maybe Obi Wan or even Yoda. Maybe they got some younglings out. But I don't know if they knew. Because I felt like they were doing their own thing when all that shit went down, so I think when or or maybe maybe what if it was the old librarian lady? But wasn't yeah. in the comics? Wasn't she ended up Chircossa being like the a new? Yeah, wasn't she a, like a Sith though, like a secret Sith member? I don't Chircossa? know. No. No, no? no, she she got she got her ass kicked afterwards by Anakin. Oh yeah, Vader killed her. That's right. Maybe she got a bunch of younglings out, and maybe he was part of it. That'd so. be dope if they used her
2: or. I like the idea of the clones, man. That's not a bad idea with the Bad Batch because they had to be doing something during Order 66. That's Yeah, you. yeah. and uh, obviously with
3: how messed up they are, they probably don't have that inhibitor ship. I was talking before with
2: uh, two other fellow Star Wars nuts, uh, Mike Johnson and uh, Crowbar, and we're talking via text and we're talking about who they think it is. Someone mentioned it could have been Kanan, but then they're like, no, Kanan was out on the field with his kid, I mean, with his yep. master. Uh <clears throat> Then someone goes, uh, what if it's Cal Kestis?
3: I went, oh, that'd be pretty
2: cool from the video game. Yeah, but he,
3: he he ran away. When Order 66 happened, he was on a spaceship. Oh, he was he? Just, I, don't, I never yeah. played a video game. Oh, dude, okay. it's, that, scene, that scene is really cool. His master is actually, uh, what's the race that Zeb is?
1: Oh, oh, uh, oh. yeah. He's a, his
3: master is one of those, and his master is fucking sweet. But in the yeah. video game, you play as Cal Castus, but he's a kid, and Order 66 happens, and it's, it's fucking sweet, dude. It's real good. So it wouldn't have been him, though, because he was literally running away, and he was kind of pulling the cane in like he was running away as gotcha. shit was going down. But uh, if you ever get a chance look up that scene, it's fucking amazing. It's, it's that, some of that shit in uh, Fallen Order, that's a 10. The story in that, The Inquisitors, that shit is a 10. It honestly could be um, – I don't know. There's another Jedi in uh, Fallen Order that it could be. Uh, it could have been – The black chick? Yeah, it could have been her. But I think in Order 66, she ran away too. I think she was so scared that she uh, she ran away. But maybe she did rescue some kids. So maybe one one of her – Students, maybe he was with her when she ran away and took it, but uh, I took him. But um, I don't know, man. It's that's a good question. I don't know who it could be.
2: Could be Yoda, could be Yoda too. Who the hell knows? Yeah, who we knows? don't know. We don't know, but hey, this is the fun part. Speculating responsibly. Let's speculate, yes. you know. Uh what do you call it? Said it could have been shock T considering she had two deaths, but neither <laughs> neither one of them were were canon. So who knows, you know? Um what about what's his face? Um Quinlan Voss. Oh, that'd oh, be
1: dope. That, that would be, be awesome. Dull. Good
2: pull. Very good pull. Oh,
3: yeah, shit. that would be that would be really cool.
1: Oh, how about this one? Uh Ezra Bridger. No.
3: No, Is he the was time too young. work for Ezra or no. No, no. he was still. He, I don't I think he was he a baby. He wasn't
2: even born yet. Yeah, he yeah. Yet. He was that yeah, because he was he's the same age as Luke, so he'd be born after when 66.
3: Yeah, yep.
2: So, all right, well, look, whoever it was, they did the Lord's work and gave us fucking Grogu, AKA the child, AKA Baby Yoda. But then they try to test his force abilities. We see, what's her name? Uh, Rosario, AKA Ahsoka, pick up a stone, push it over to him. He catches the stone. She's like, all right, throw it back. He's like, fuck your couch, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your couch, nigga. <laughs> Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. No couch, nigga, fuck this. couch. I ain't doing it. And then they <laughs> they tell Din to come over and, and play catch with him or whatever. Says, I sense a connection between you two. So he takes out his little knob, the gear shifter doc. <laughs> calm down. And he goes, you want this? You want this, baby Yoda? Yeah, you can take it. Come here. And then whoosh, he uses it. But the cool thing is, I picked this up. I, you guys probably picked it up as well. When he did use the force to pull that little ball away from... Uh, the Mandalorian. They played the Mandalorian's theme. They didn't play a Jedi theme. They didn't play, you know, like the Force theme. They played, yeah, the, the, you know, the dun 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 dun, and he took it. I was like, yeah, son, that is, uh, is that subliminally telling us that he's going to denounce his Force a, abilities and be a bounty hunter and be a Mandalorian the in Mando. the future? But uh, I thought that was a cool little scene. What do you, what do you guys think about it?
3: Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really cool, and it shows. She knew. She could tell. She know. In like the whole episode, she kept picking up on the relationship between the two. And I also thought it was really cool. After he took the the um, little knob deal, there he got excited. He was like, "Yeah, good job, kid." You know what I mean? Like a dad yep. yeah, teaching his son how to catch. Yeah. yeah. I was like, God, oh, boy. "That's really cool." Like he tries to play it off. Like, "Yeah, I'm going to give the kid away." But you he, he, he can tell he fucking loves that kid. You know what I mean? He's attached to it, even though he tries to play like he's not. So I thought that was really cool. I saw some speculation. People were wondering if uh, Din Jarn was Force-sensitive because she was like, concentrate, you know, relate to him. I was like, eh, it might be kind of a stretch. But uh, maybe, maybe he is. Who knows? I don't know if they'll go down that route because it, you know, if everyone has the Force, then it doesn't make him special. But Obviously, there's everybody has the
1: force in the the new trilogy, so it's all good, you know?
3: (laughs) Yeah, you got got uh, broom boy over there. We're all equal, we're all equal. But I I did think it was really cool that even though he's a child, he has enough sense to not use his abilities because he's scared of being caught. Yeah, so I thought when she said, Yeah, he doesn't, he shuts off his abilities because he's scared. I was like, Oh, that's that's fucking sweet. That's really cool. So like he could be powerful, but he chooses not to be. But he only does it almost like instinctively. Yeah, well, listen, and, and the fact that
1: you could potentially lose the force is also an interesting thing too. When she said, "Just let his powers like you know,"
3: oh fade yeah, away. fuck, I didn't even. Ca- yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, it's like it's like
2: anything. If you don't use it, you lose it. I try to use that line with my wife every night. It doesn't always work. And that's, <laughs> why dick- and that's why you addicted And that's why he dicks inside your body right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got any. And if you're if you're lucky to be inside yours too, Doc, take it easy. <laughs> A bow, <of> baptize,
3: freestyle. <laughs> <your> <laughs>
0: Got
3: him! Got him! <laughs> Got him! <he. laughs> Got
2: him! <he. laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, she said something. This is verbatim. I think to quote verbatim here. He goes. He has grown. This is what Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tana told uh, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, he has grown attached to you. I cannot train him. His attachment to you makes him vulnerable to his fear, his anger. And then he goes, well, don't you think that's even more reason to train him? No, I've seen that. I've seen what such feelings have done to a fully trained Jedi Knight to the best of us. I will not start this child down that path. Better to let his abilities fade. Now, you mentioned it before, Ro. I picked up on it. Doc, I'm, I know you picked up on it. I think even fucking Helen Keller picked up on it. <laughs> she was talking about, oh boy, Anakin Skywalker, dude. Holy oh. shit, it
3: comes full circle, don't it? That motherfucker is, he is all about the trilogy or the, the Star Wars universe. Goddamn, dude. When she said that shit, I was like, oh, just mention his name. Just say your former master, please. I was flipping out. Came dude. on, day. yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I, I popped huge when she said that shit. Popped huge. I also popped huge when she was like, "The Force is what gives them his powers." It's yeah, you know, when she dropped, when she started to drop that knowledge and on them. She
1: yeah, surrounds us all. She surrounds everyone. Kenobi, i
3: yeah, I was fucking. I popped huge for that shit. Both those things, I was just like, ah, fucking crying like Yo, a goddamn schoolgirl. She did a phenomenal
2: job playing Osaku Tano, and she did a great job doing uh, the character justice. Um, because my main thing is that all we've done is we've heard Ashley Eckstein's voice to the character. And the first time you see her, you're expecting to hear Ashley Eckstein, you know, the verbiage and her voice come out. But like you said, it sounded like an older, grislier, seasoned vet type of Ahsoka Tano. But when she spoke, her cadence, her mannerism, everything fit the character to the T perfectly that made you say Ashley Eckstein, who? You yeah. know what I mean? No, no offense to her. Yeah. No offense to her because look, we had Steven Stanton on the show.
3: I saw that. That was awesome.
2: A couple weeks ago, he does a phenomenal Obi one. The other guy, which is uh, something Taylor that does Obi one, the young Obi one's voice does a phenomenal Obi one, like a Ewan McGregor voice. Even the guy who does, um, Anakin's voice on the Clone Wars, phenomenal, right? But then when you watch the movie, you totally forget about it. You know what I'm saying? And when you watch the cartoon, you totally forget about Hayden Christensen. You get lost in the actual character and you don't realize the actor. So kudos to them for for picking up on that and keeping that tradition alive. We're not worried about a voice. We're not worried about Rosario Dawson. We just see... Oh, Sokot- uh, Sokotano, that's it. at least that's the way I feel. Yep. And I yep. think she, she she did the she did this this character justice even though sh- she moved and she even had a little bit of sason, a little bit of flavor yeah. on the character even when he like when then Johnson calls him the kid and she's like Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his name is Grogu. <laughs> you know like yeah. I told you that already, dumbass like she has that New York Brooklyn Bronx Queens fucking puerto rican mommy flavor boom like like not over the top but just a little bit a little pinch of sassone's flavoring onto the character that adds another layer to it i don't know maybe maybe i'm overanalyzing it but i just picked up on it even though she leans on like the rock or she's yeah she has some swag to her yeah yeah that's Uh, it perfectly said swag
3: uh something
2: i obviously don't have but but um, no
3: it was the same i felt the same way it's like I didn't see Rosario Dawson in a cosplay. I saw Ahsoka yes. Tano on my TV yeah, yeah. screen. Well, and well, that's well. what I was worried about. That I was like, yeah, we, well, how's this? You know, I, I'm really excited. But like you said, man, she did it justice. And I forgot about everybody else. I forgot about uh, cartoon Ahsoka. It was just Ahsoka up there. And that's who it was. It was the character. It wasn't an actor playing something. That's who was up there. The way she ran, when she flipped the lightsaber, she had the reverse grip. I was just like, oh fuck, man, this is it's amazing. I I can't believe this is actually happening. And it was the same thing when Bo Katan showed up. I was the same way. I was like, oh. And it helps that that's her voice, obviously. But yeah, it, all her mannerisms and everything. It was Bo Katan on there. And so yeah, Rosario Dawson, she did She's awesome, absolutely awesome. I could see a movie and a series, which I think that's what the was getting hinted at. In my in my opinion, I'm, I'm sure she'll get her own uh, her own shit.
1: Well, well, there was one point when she was holding Grogu in her hands, and they had like you know kind of the upshot from there. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna spin her and fucking baby Yoda off together in their own show, and now Mando's gonna be free to do whatever he's got to do. Like for a split second, that came into my brain before she told him no, she's not gonna train him. And I was like, I can see this happening now.
3: There's that cool scene where they were by the fire. When they were like, you know, uh force fucking talking to each other and the moon was right behind them. I was like, man, that's some Star Wars shit right yeah. there, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. master and apprentice just out there not even talking, just fucking communicating with the force. And I was just like, Ah, that's like, man, leave that up to Feloney to have that shit happen. Yeah. And it was such a cool it shot, was, it too. Was, it, was,
2: it was it was very beautiful too.
3: Yeah, it was.
2: I like the the verbiage when they when uh Ahsoka Tana goes, a Mandalorian and a Jedi. They'll never see it coming. I pop for that. And I was like, oh, yeah, because they were enemies in the past, and now they're working together. Um, Question. When she goes out to the the magistrate, and she goes to her, who is your master? Where is your? No, where is your master? Who is your daddy,
1: and what does he do?
2: You tell me. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Uh Get it? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> who is your papi? Where she goes, where's your master? I went, oh shit, this bitch is a fucking sick. Because we're used to hearing master with an apprentice. Yeah. So, I was like, oh man, this chick has started in the dark arts of whatever the dark side or the dark side of the force. I wonder who the hell trained. I'm saying who could it be? Could it be like, like Gator secret apprentice or something like that? But I'm like, nah, he's dead. Like, Like, what's going on? And then after they have the battle, and we see the best car can freaking hold its own against lightsabers, dude, that was dope. Yeah. Totally dope. She drops the bomb, dude. Drops the bomb. Well, well, where? First, before we
1: get there, before we get there, this chick held her own against a fully trained, fully formed top of her game, Ahsoka Tano, to the point where she disarmed her at one yeah. point with at least yeah. one lightsaber. Um, and was, you know, going toe-to-toe with her without a problem, without, you know, uh, missing a beat. Um, we we see that scene, like you said, where she's like, where's your master? Where's Grand Admiral Fraud? And the, I'm sitting on the couch with, with my wife and my two kids. My wife was kind of not paying attention because I started watching it before, so she didn't want to watch without the beginning. And I go, oh, fuck! I jump off the couch, and I was like... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) flipped out immediately. Flipped out. She
2: goes, "What happened?" I said, "You have no fucking idea what just happened."
1: Yeah,
2: huge pop took me right out of my seat, dude. I did not think we'd get thrown.
3: I hoped we would when she was like, "Give me the information that I need." I was like, "Well, maybe she's looking for Ezra." But when she said "Master," I was like, "Well, maybe she knows about Palpatine. Maybe she because I I I thought when she said, "Where's where's your master?" I thought she was going to say Exegol. At first, I was like, oh, shit, maybe they're tying it together. Maybe there was the Snoke clones or whatever, like they were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when she said throne, I was like, yes, fuck yes. And the fact that they didn't, they left it at that, I'm like, oh, this means it's going to bleed into Ahsoka's own thing. You know what I mean? So, But yeah. going back to before that, when she entered and she was just killing all them fucking guards, I was like, man, this is oh, yeah. awesome. And then when Michael Bean and uh, Mando had the standoff, man, I had Shades of Tombstone. He's like, my oh. my quarrel's not with you, Mando. I was like, well, fucking Johnny Ringo over here. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yes. So I picked up on that right away. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Because now here's the Western part of it. Motherfucker was feeling on his gun and shit like that. And then he let it go. And he fucking bam. I was like, oh, that's so fucking sweet. Just it's just that little fucking scene right there. I was like, and that. Ah, it was it was awesome, you know, and uh, but with the way she was fucking everybody up, I was kind of bummed that HK droids, like I said, were jobbers, but it was cool to get that reference. And then, yeah, she must be like a master of the Terra Kasai, uh fighting style because she was holding her own against uh, Ahsoka there. So I thought that was really cool. But man, when she name dropped Grand Admiral Thrawn, I was like, here we go. It's verse, boy. Fuck it's is happening. I couldn't believe that. So maybe we'll get, now we'll get a live action, uh, Ezra, Sabine, and Thrawn. I I hope that does happen. And didn't Giancarlo Esposito say that Moff is getting his orders from somebody? I swear in an interview he did, he says, yeah, he gets his orders from somebody else. So maybe he's getting his orders from Thrawn. Unless he's getting them from the Emperor or Snoke or whatever. But uh, I thought, that's what he, he was talking about. I instantly thought maybe he was getting from Thrawn somehow. But then again, if she's asking for Thrawn, how does she know that he's with Ezra? I mean, would she know that?
2: Unless she's looking for Ezra and she figures that wherever Thrawn may be, Ezra must be there too. Maybe, yeah. Well, here, so, here's the deal. After she reneges on, uh, on Mando and says, I, I'm not training this kid. You know what I'm saying? Because I really thought she was going to take him, like Doc said, because Nando followed through. He goes, hey, man, a promise is a promise. We pinky it, and you're breaking the pinky swear, you know? And she tells him to go to this planet, Tython. Now, I didn't know this. I heard this on the the internet. Tython was from uh, the legacy... uh, I mean, sorry, the uh, legends where... It was in the Star Wars lore it was a planet where then this is deep cuts. Yeah. The main planets for like Jedi's from back in the day like what would they call the um like Je- jed or something like the that. Je- something the Je- something. Yeah, it was like the Jedi and then the, yeah. the Bogwan or whatever the term- yeah. I can't remember the terminology. And it he, she tells them to go to this planet there's an ancient temple there with a strong connection to the Force. You place Grogu on the seeing stone and Grogu will choose his path. If Grogu reaches out through the force, there's a good chance a Jedi will feel his presence and come searching for him. Now, here's the kicker.
1: And this is where I the I know. I know, motherfucker. I
2: know. She said that. I went,
1: yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Who do you think is
2: going to answer the call? I have two people. Two people it's going to come down to. One okay, is I mean, what I, I've been can saying I guess? For, for a long time. But the, okay, the second okay. guess
1: is. Well, I think the the first one is the first one is obvious, you know, because you've been talking about the Luke Skywalker thing, and I've been shutting you up. And when she said that, when she said that, I'm like, I said, motherfucker, if Papa Don's right, I'm never going to hear the end of that fucking (laughs) shit. That's
3: exactly (laughs) what I said
1: to Sharon. I said, fuck, I almost don't want it to happen because of that. But the other option is Ezra Bridger.
3: Yep, bingo. Yeah, I thought the same thing, and uh, I thought that's how. If it's Ezra, that's how they get back home. Or that's how they find out where he is. And that's how some shit ties together. However, you know I'm hoping it's Luke. Like a motherfucker. Oh, everybody. I'm, I'm hoping. Oh, it are. might not even be anybody. Because they got that tracker on the ship. And as soon as they get to that temple, it might be fucking uh, go time with the dark troopers and shit. But uh, I'm hoping it's Luke. God, if, if we could get something with Mark Hamill on this show. Like, holy shit. Because you know they'll do him right. And that'll be awesome to see that shit. But... uh. I thought Ezra as well. I thought that. Maybe it'll be Ezra. Or maybe he'll say, fuck it. And he won't do nothing. He'll just be, like you said, a Mandalorian (laughs) that has some force powers. Peace Uh, out,
2: bitches. I'm going, oh. Yeah. I just can picture, like, after... This is what I think is going to happen. Next three episodes, he's going to try to go to Tython. He's not going to make it right there. There'll be three stops. Finally, whatever whatever happens. It's going to be, you know, something with Moff Gideon, the Dark Troopers... The Mandalorians, uh, Gina Carano, and and Carl is going to join the fight. It's going to be one big hoopla, Pier sixer. And then at the end, he's finally going to put that little fucker on the stone. And is going to do whatever he does. And then we're going to hear a voice. And the camera's going to pan in the last shot. It's either going to be Ezra Bridger. Or it's going to be fucking Luke Skywalker pulling down the hood. And it's going to be the age marked Hamill, Just yeah. like in episode seven. Instead of staring into the camera, he'll say something,
3: you know, You're maybe like, well, R2, st- we have a new mission, you know what I mean? Oh, or, shit. That'd be man. If R2 was with him and he said some shit like that, the internet would explode. Motherfuckers would be like, COVID, you need to cut that out right now. We need to film season three ASAP so we can get it going. I'm going to, I'm going to punch my fucking television.
2: I'm I'm going to tackle that shit. We have five episodes down, boys. Five episodes. In the last five episodes, we got a lot. A lot of the rumors are true. Uh, a lot of, A lot has been given to us in a good way. But now we only have three episodes left, which is bittersweet. But at the same time, we have a lot of loose ends. We have a Boba Fett loose end. Yeah. We have um, Moff Gideon and the Darksaber storyline loose end. The Dark Troopers loose end. Now this seeing stone and trying to find a Jedi to help raise this uh, Grogu loose end. So those are four loose ends right there. And we know they've been following the same beat for beat storyline where you'll meet somebody, then later on there's a payoff and they'll come back at the end. You know, just like they did in the first season. So that means we gotta get Carl Weathers. We gotta get Gina Carano back on board. We might even get Cobb Vance back into the into the thing and have them show up at the end. Who knows? Maybe not lady. Maybe not frog lady. Maybe they're too busy doing Geico commercials. But <laughs> uh, what do you think we got how how do you think we fit all this in three episodes? And we know you know damn well these episodes are not going to be an hour, an hour and a half long. They'll be 35, 42 minutes, 43 minutes long. So how are you gonna fit all that in?
3: I think next episode we'll get a basic Mando episode. And then the last two will be with uh, everything. <clears throat> Maybe even the last one will end with like uh, him running into Moff Gideon and the whole army and he has to make the call or somebody has to, you know, some way, some somehow, some way he gets all the help from obviously the people that he met from um, this season. I, I also think he'll get the New Republic will help his ass out, too. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some X-Wing fighters coming back to help him. Because that one guy, obviously, he's like, hey, there's something going on. We need your help. And apparently the Gina Carano pop figure, I don't know if it's just like a small Easter egg or shout out, but she has that. She's. Wear- I think she's wearing that uh, medal, that rebellion medal that guy gives to her at the end. So I wonder if that's like a nod to like, hey, she's going to join back up with the Republic or some shit like that. But um, I thought she was wanted by them. I thought she said not only the Empire, but by them, too. So but maybe the fact that she helped out that the guy wasn't going to press the matter, you know, trying times, as he said to Mando in that one episode. But I do think that's what will happen. We'll get everyone to help out and come together because he's going to need it. If he's going to be going against dark troopers and shit like that. So, but I do hope you're right. I hope it it ends with a, if it's a cliffhanger, I hope they do. He he puts him on the rock and then a Jedi reaches out to him. And I hope it's either Ezra or I hope it's Luke.
2: Well, either which way. I mean, in my opinion, one will be a lot more satisfying than the other, but it's definitely something that we want. I think Whatever the last shot may be, it's going to still set the internet ablaze. Um, and I just, I can't wait. Fuck, I, I wish I was trying to look up the, uh, the episode titles, for 14, 15, and 16, chapter 14, 15, and 16, but they don't have them. I thought they were available, but they're not. Oh, well. Anyhow. Uh, the next episode, I think, is John Favreau. Directing, then Rick Fu- Fujiwa Onbar, and then John Favaro. <laughs> Again, those are the last. Those are the last two directors to to take on. I thought Robert Rodriguez had one. This, this see, I thought that too. I thought he was supposed to have one. Unless the next one's Robert Rodriguez, who knows? I don't know. I just saw it online, yeah. but you know, if it's on the internet, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true.
3: Yeah. So nope. because the titles were wrong, anyways, because. There was supposed to be one called The Sorceress, which everyone thought that was going to relate to Ahsoka. Um, There was a few different ones because I know like the titles apparently got released a month before the show came out and they didn't match up so far. or At least not all of them did. So, I mean, take that as you will. So what was your favorite? I know this is a hard question. What was your favorite part of this episode? Oh, man. Maybe just seeing Ahsoka kick ass. I don't know. I popped for all the small shit, though, like her mentioning Yoda and then kind of referencing Anakin. I popped for that stuff. But I, I do think, yeah, maybe just seeing Rosario Dawson nail it and seeing Ahsoka just be Ahsoka in live action, I think that was my favorite part.
1: Uh, if I had to pick one spot, I like the very the the beginning intro with her just, like you said, ninja style, in and out of the shadows, turning it off, turning it back on, popping in, popping out. Using deception, I love that part. That was fantastic.
2: My favorite part wow. of the ep... i am trying to think. It's very hard for me to think of what my... because I love the episode a lot. Um, my favorite part would have to be, hmm. I uh, just to be different. I'm going to say Ahsoka versus Mando. I thought that was cool, even though that it lasted was- a minute. It was it was awesome. Now I know how my wife feels. Well, you. you- <laughs> hey, oh, no, you beat me to it! Goddamn it! <laughs> uh, let them know where they find you guys at.
3: Uh, unless you guys want to add
2: more, unless you guys want to add more.
3: Uh, let me. I'm, I'm trying sorry. to think. Was there anything else? I don't think so. Was that robe that guy had on at the end? Was that like? Oh, uh, yeah, we
2: forgot to mention that that guy came and helped him bring down the. Uh, Bring down the prisoners,
3: and then they made yeah. him the leader of the town. Yeah, was his robe like um, another Asian guy? New Republic style shit. Like I don't kind of look like grief. It kind of looked like grief Karga's new robe. You know what I mean with the two... Oh, robes. yeah, kind of. It just looked very familiar. To, maybe that's where it was from. Maybe it was I grief Karga's thing. I, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of anything else from the episode. I know there was a Loft cat in there at the end. Yes,
2: yes, yes. There was um, a Loft cat.
3: But there's a wolf cat when they met Gina Carano's character, correct?
2: Yep. I okay. even pop. I even pop. Yep. We are the H. Uh, the droid was on the rooftop. We forgot about him, and then he yeah. he, he tried to keep her, and he goes behind you and he shoots the guy right in the head. Yeah. Man, I don't yeah. think
3: there's anything else on my end. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, unfortunately. I know I love the talking? fuck out of that episode.
2: He said it all. All right. So let them know they can find you guys at.
3: Uh, at Hakeem Zayn on Twitter, rajuzane 80 on Instagram and Facebook. And then, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rohit. I got that new Flex Division Champion shirt out. So nice. a decent amount of those. Absolutely love the design. So if you guys definitely check that out. And, of course, there's my favorite, the Wu-Tang Clan design, which is the Hakeem Zayn, underneath the Hakeem Zayn name, which has probably been my bestseller so far because, obviously, it's, you know, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang in the cut. Wu-Tangs for the children. You can find me at Dr.
1: D-R underscore Destroyo D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O Instagram. That was uh, two R's, not three. Alex Royo MD, Twitter Alex Royo, Facebook.
2: Spiro, let them know where they can find you at. You can find me on Instagram, Spiro underscore A. You can find me Darth underscore Spiro. You can find me on Rational.Rage. Rational Rage is my podcast weekly. Well, I shouldn't say weekly because it comes out Whenever I feel like farting it out, check it out. That's it. You can find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter and Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. Uh, ProWrestlingT slash Greek God Papadon is the the merchandise store. Uh, The 5th of December, you can catch me in New Jersey at Super Crazy World Championship Wrestling, where I'll be myself. (laughs) Versus ACH versus Black G's. Ooh. In the main event for the heavyweight title. Who knows. Maybe I'll add that and I'll become a four-belt holding, four-champion, heavyweight champion, whatever, collecting belts like Thanos collected stones. We'll see. Maybe I gotta do some politicking to get that title. This way I can build up my resume and I get a shot at uh, Rohit's X-Division title. You yes. can steal the show. Yes, uh, But you can find the You can find us all together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram. Official New Force Order on Facebook. And the email is newforceorder at yahoo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us your time, your ears, your eyes. Thank you for loving Star Wars as much as we love it. Uh, I know that kind of seems impossible because we love it very much. But again, we're here to get Star Wars more over with you. Not to get ourselves over on Star Wars, this has been another exciting edition of the Mandomania. Ooh yeah! What you gonna do, brother, when Grogu uses the Force on you? Brought to you by the New 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 Force Order. For life. And that's just too sweet.